Nice to meet you, Kimin. Leho, John. <laughs> okay, I'm here at uh, Sofia in your office. I have been knowing each other for the very uh, experience of Bulgarian immigration lawyer. Can you tell me about when this program started and how does it uh, reform uh, until now and what you expect, any changes in the next 12 months? So um, Bulgaria has had a, a legislation providing for citizenship by investment in its current form since 2013, late 2013. And it has remained largely unchanged for that period of time. The legislation has not um, so far been uh, something that the government has promoted in a big way, which is why Bulgaria's program is not so well known. Um, it's been left to the market, to the free market, to make sure that people uh, find out about it and make use of it. Um, and that's begun to happen. And so now we are seeing more and more inquiries and more and more applications are showing in statistics, um, which we can perhaps talk about. But in terms of the legislative framework, it's been in place since late 2013. Um, there are, at the moment, some suggestions about, um, the government has made some proposals about uh, making changes to the programme. And these have not been brought forward. There's been a draft bill presented uh, by the Ministry of Justice of the current government back in March of this year, of 2019. Um, but that hasn't been yet put through the legislation process in Parliament and we don't know if at all it will be introduced. I can tell you more about what that draft opposes and it's roughly that it will change the second step of the programme. Bulgaria has a two-step programme. In the first step you become a permanent resident and you do so by making an investment of about half a million euro um, and historically the most popular way of making that investment has been by buying Bulgarian government bonds. These bonds tend to retain their value. They are a sound investment generally. Uh, that's how they are perceived in the market. And they are similar in a way to a saving product, a savings account. And that has been the most popular way and it will remain the way to do the first step of the programme under this proposed new version However, what Bulgaria's programme has for the second step, so far, historically, has been, again, the most popular way has been to do the same again. So you buy another tranche of half a million euros worth, approximately, of government bonds. It has been possible to buy shares, companies listed in Sofia. Uh, Sofia, of course, being Bulgaria's capital and having a stock exchange. Um, it has been possible to also make investments in other instruments like intellectual property rights or a Bulgarian private company or a managed fund account or indeed in a certified investment project, which we can talk about as well. But what has been proposed now and is not yet sure to happen uh, is that for the second step of the programme in the future, it should only be possible to make an investment in these kind of certified investment projects. And this will, if it is introduced in that way, it will make Bulgaria similar for the second step of the programme to places like the United States with its EB5 programme, oh. 
or to Cyprus, uh, which has a similar real estate-related investment. Um, will that change Bulgaria's program fundamentally? Yes and no, uh, if it is introduced, as I say. Um, yes, because of course, at the moment, you don't have to take that risk of investing in real estate. Um, generally speaking, investment professionals, I, I understand, think of real estate as more risky than government bonds, even though ordinary people think of it as, as bricks and mortar being the safest possible investment. So um, it will make it more risky in that sense. But Bulgaria will probably still be the lowest cost program in, in the European Union because you can expect to be recovering your investment in government bonds fully. They preserve their value and you are able to sell your investment after four, approximately four years of holding it. Uh, whereas your second investment, if it were in future to be in a certified investment project, you can also consider selling after a while, but that will come with a greater risk, but also perhaps with a greater opportunity for a gain, more of an upside as well as more of a downside. I see. Okay, so as it stands, uh, there are two pathways. One is the normal pathway, the other is a fast track pathway. Can you elaborate a bit about sure. you know, what are the difference between the two pathways? So under the standard, what is often described as the standard track, you um, make uh, an investment, as I, as I described, you know, in a number of investment classes. After you keep the investment for at least five years, you are then eligible to make an application to become a citizen. And that's the standard pathway. Whereas under the fast track pathway, you can make a second investment any time after the end of the first year from the date when you became a permanent resident on the basis of your first investment. So put another way, the fast track, you have to only wait a year and at that point you can already make a second investment and you're then eligible to apply for naturalization in the standard track you don't need to make an, a second investment you only make half a million of investment but you have to wait for five years i see from your experience uh, more of your clients would uh, opt for the standard track or the fast track um people generally impatient um, <laughs> which is a good thing and so in our experience most would opt for the fast track I suppose the difference, once uh, you are able to spare half a million, it's possible that you might be able to spare one million. And as I say, this is a investment that at the moment you are generally able to recover very easily. It's, um, it's something that, that retains its value very well. Now, you mentioned about you can offer a fast track and you're getting the Bulgarian citizenship within about two years. So. Is it also a self-financing and also a one-off payment option for that fast track? Indeed. We see in the market that there are products offered to similar to what I understand was available in the 90s and, and sometimes is still available elsewhere now in Canada, where you obtain bank or other financing to cover the cost of your investment or the majority of your investment and you prepay the interest and that we have seen this kind of products being offered in the Bulgarian market. Mm. And again, do you see more of your clients you know, select the one-time payment option rather than Actually, paying the one million? Actually, we, we see the opposite. 
so far. We see um, majority selecting the, their own investment. Oh, okay. Than, but I think the reason why someone might select the option of uh, obtaining financing, there are maybe three reasons, it seems to us. One is they may live in a jurisdiction where there is some system of currency control. And it is um, in those systems, um, it may be difficult, for example, in the People's Republic of China. um, I understand it's to export currency in order to purchase a financial instrument abroad. So someone like that may be easier to arrange for a smaller amount of money. Another reason may be that they are in an economy where they're making a lot of money, a very good return on their money. And if they're making 20% a year on their capital, let's say, then perhaps it doesn't make sense for them to commit all of their capital, all the 1 million or so, to an investment in Bulgarian government bonds, which is not going to bring them that kind of return. So it actually makes sense for them to pay interest on a smaller, on that number in order to get the desired result. Um, from, incidentally, from the point of view of Bulgaria, that's an interesting question. You are aware, perhaps, a number of countries have steps. For example, the UK and I understand Ireland have taken steps to make it harder or impossible for investors to use financing to purchase government bonds. Mm. And I think that there is a debate to be had whether that makes economic sense or whether it's purely because it's less easy to explain to voters in those countries why foreign investor is making as much of a contribution if some of the capital is not directly from their own pocket but is coming from a bank or a financial institution. I think economically there is a very good reason to justify that and to defend it and that's that of course money is money and of course the investor is, is risking their own credit uh, if they are making uh, this kind of an investment. But it can be a little bit of a, of a political question in certain countries. And okay. Now, understanding the uh, fast-track option uh, for getting the Bulgarian uh, citizenship, uh, once you get a Bulgarian passport, is it uh, they enjoy all the benefits as a European uh, citizen and uh, they have the freedom movement in any of the 28 countries? Can you elaborate on this? Yes, absolutely. So um, Bulgaria joins the European Union on the 1st of January 2007. Um, and that's now more than 12 years ago. Once a country joins the European Union, and, and there's been a number of these waves of countries joining, other countries can restrict the freedom of movement uh, in some ways, particularly access to employment, Um, but they can only do so for a maximum of seven years. So for example, when Spain and Portugal joined the European Union in 1986, their citizens were somewhat restricted until 1993 in in how they could take up employment in the European Union. Um, equally, Bulgarian citizens were restricted for employment purposes until the beginning of 2014 in some countries, but not all. But since that, it's unlawful as a matter of European Union law for any restrictions to be applied. So holding a Bulgarian passport is just like holding a French or German or, at the moment, a UK passport. Mm. You can work and live and uh, do a, a lot of things 
in any of the 28 countries. Uh, indeed, also in the European Economic Area, which is three more countries, and indeed, largely the same applies to Switzerland. So it's a block of about 32 countries at the moment. Mm. Is it also for a Bulgarian the passport holder, you are eligible for the US E2 visa too? That's right, yeah. That also give a good access to the US, right? Indeed. You can make a smallish investment in a business in the US as a Bulgarian citizen and you can access the US. Okay, good. So all this is about the uh, Bulgarian citizenship. Now we are aware that besides uh, the Bulgarian CPI, we also have the Malta and the Cyprus. Right. Now, how do you see Bulgarian citizenship by investment as compared with the two other countries we talk about? Um, well, that's an interesting comparison. Um, so one thing to mention maybe is that the beginning of 2019, the European Commission published a report on uh, citizenship by investment in the European Union. The European Commission, as you may know, is the executive body that sort of is at the top of the European Union and they have a large bureaucratic apparatus. Um, they uh, compared various programs within the European Union. They said that there were 20 out of the 28 countries, in their view, that were offering some kind of a citizenship by investment or residence by investment program. But they said that only three countries in the European Union had a genuine, fully loan citizenship program. And those three countries they listed were Malta, Cyprus and Bulgaria. And I guess, as I said at the beginning, Bulgaria has been a little bit below the radar of most of the public. And so this served as a useful reminder and recognition that Bulgaria's program is an interesting option. Now, it's another matter that the European Commission's report was otherwise not very positive about citizenship by investment as a concept, but it nevertheless was a recognition. How does Bulgaria compare to the other two? Well, I'm of course not an expert on either of these two countries and their, their legislation, but from a comparative point of view, it seems that Cyprus is generally preferred for the fact that it has a relatively short period, shorter than Bulgaria mm. and shorter than Malta, mm. um, between the initial idea and uh, the time when you might be holding a passport in your hands. So we understand it takes something like six to nine months. Um, Bulgaria takes, as I've explained, roughly two years. And Malta, in our understanding, also takes roughly two years. However, on the other hand, in Cyprus, you expect to invest 2 million euro minimum plus VAT, and plus you expect to donate 150,000 euros. Um, now, some of us may be very good real estate investors, but not all real estate is equal. And certainly Cyprus real estate may be less valuable and less fast growing than, let's say, Hong Kong real estate. So you cannot be guaranteed that when you want to sell your real estate, you will be able to fetch the same price as you paid in. You have to have a, a good exit strategy here. Right. And so particularly if you are looking to liquidate your investment quickly and you need the money and you want to achieve the same price or higher than you paid for the real estate in Cyprus, that may be difficult in the short term at least. And so Bulgaria's program allows you to liquidate an investment 
In fact, if you need the money, you can do it at any time. Indeed, and in that way, you will lose your right to continue for the time being with the program, but still you can liquidate your position immediately uh, if you need access to your funds. And I think that can be a very valuable assurance for some clients. And you can do so because there is a market for these securities. They are very much in demand, Bulgarian government bonds. They're traded globally, like I've explained. And they are seen as very attractive, not just by individuals, but also by financial institutions. Uh, the reason being, as I understand it, that Bulgaria has a very disciplined uh, fiscal policy. So the public debt is not very high at all. It's only about 20% of GDP. And so these are seen as actually very safe and, and sound investments. So returning to the comparison, Malta takes around the same time as Bulgaria, allows you visa-free access to the United States, which a Bulgarian or a Cypriot passport doesn't at the moment, although that may change in the next two, three years. But it's a much more expensive, again, similarly to Cyprus, much more expensive program because you are saying goodbye to 650,000 <laughs> euros. Um, and of course, it's a donation to a fund of the Maltese government. And some people may feel very good about making a donation. Whereas in Bulgaria, they don't get that chance. Uh, they can't donate. They have to take back uh, or, or keep their investment and keep making a return on it, even if a small one. So it's different in terms of the cost. And there is one other difference I would point to. There is, as you may know, a lot of attention to privacy in the European Union. But in the case of Malta, they've taken the view that they ought to publish the list of all the applicants. applicants. Um, Bulgaria does not publish the list of applicants. And it's possible to see that there may be a public interest, which is maybe why the Maltese government has decided to publish these lists but also seems to me, without knowing much about Maltese law and the Maltese political situation, that could be very dangerous for some individuals who make an application and for whom um, maybe business uh, competitors or, or perhaps even political enemies in, in their country of origin, they may find that information very useful to undermine them and cause them problems. So there seems to be a private interest in keeping that information private, but Malta has decided to keep it public, uh, whereas Bulgaria keeps it private. So there's a difference there as well. Okay, in summary, can I say that if you're not sure how you want to invest in property or you decide not to give a donation, the Bulgarian program is 100% recoverable, mm -hmm. no residence requirement. These are all the major attractions. Yes, um, I think that's a useful summary um, at the moment. Of course, I, I need to wear my hat as a lawyer when I answer this question for you. I'm not an expert on investment, but for the time that Bulgaria has had this program since 2013, there has never been a time when it's not been possible. And I'm not aware of anyone in the market expecting that it will not be possible to recover your investment in government bonds. And as to the residence requirement, you are certainly required to make a number of trips to Bulgaria. You're required to maintain a permanent residential address in Bulgaria. And you can help the clients to do that, right? Um, we offer full services to individuals where we can't offer a service ourselves. We can introduce clients to suitable service mm. providers. Mm. Now, for the 1 million euros they invest for Fast Track, when they can recover 100% or time frame? 
Um, so investors are obliged to hold their investment for a period of two years after they become citizens. And that makes it then approximately four years from the start of the process. I see. How about the spouse and the children? Can you, you know, give us some more details how, whether the, uh, the spouse and the children are they getting the passport at the same time or they will get a, you know, a later stage? Um, Bulgaria has taken a very individualistic approach to this and the main applicant gets passport. Their spouse and children are not treated as investors for these purposes. So they are treated as, as potential parts of a family unit for purposes of the permanent residence, but not for the purposes of citizenship. However, if you are a permanent resident based on your spouse's investment or your parents' investment, you can, uh, after a slightly longer period of time, you can also qualify as a citizen. Five years? Or? Approximately. And in the case of children, it's a shorter period because they have another route. So what's an interesting feature of the Bulgarian program, and I'm, as far as I'm aware, not of the others that we've discussed, is that you can become uh, a citizen as long as your parent is a Bulgarian citizen, even if you don't make an investment. And so uh, if you imagine a, a scenario where you have a patriarch, perhaps a great-grandparent, it seems that if that great-grandparent became an investor citizen, then all the descending generations of the family, so children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, will all be eligible for Bulgarian citizenship purely because their great-grandparent has become a citizen. And that carries on forever, or unless the law is changed. So by the time the grandparents have the citizenship, mm -hmm. all the next generations can apply yes. for citizenship. Yes, that's right. And how long do you take it? Um, so it takes, if they're applying on the basis of a parent who is a Bulgarian citizen, obviously it has to be done step by step. So the great grandparents <laughs> or grandparents become citizens, then at the moment they become, it currently takes about six to nine months of processing oh. for their next okay. generation to become. And so it's incremental six to nine months extra for each generation. I, I think, how about if they get married and so, they're working? So Bulgaria, in common with other countries, if you are married, that of itself is not enough to become a citizen of Bulgaria, if you're married to a Bulgarian citizen. But if you live in Bulgaria, then which you can if you're married to a Bulgarian citizen, then uh, after a while you will become a citizen. But perhaps more interestingly for, for your audience, of course under European Union law, if you are married to a European Union citizen, then you are a family member, and not only spouses, not only husbands and wives, but certain other close family members fall under the same umbrella. So those close family members can apply for a residence visa in any European Union country, even if they are not themselves uh, Europeans, and they can live there. And if they live there for five years, and of course they can switch countries, so they could live in France and then in Germany and then in Italy and then in the in UK. In any EU country. In any EU country. If they live in one of those for five years, then they become permanent residents of that other European country, even though they started off as just being the spouse of a Bulgarian citizen and not of a French, Italian or German or UK citizen. And then after one more year, so six years from the start of this process, they will, in the UK for example, be eligible for citizenship as UK citizens, even though they start off as family members of the Bulgarian citizen. Any age limit for children 
No, no. So the children could be themselves in their 70s. Okay. So you mentioned that uh, you need to be in Bulgaria a few times during the whole process. Right. Can you elaborate on that, especially from a Hong Kong African point of view? Um, so certainly what is required is for the applicants to attend in order to apply for permanent residence and they do so after they obtain a, a certain visa from a Bulgarian consular or diplomatic post. The closest ones such consulates uh, to Hong Kong are probably in, the closest one is probably in Shanghai, but there's also Hanoi in Vietnam and Beijing. Uh, there's Beijing and there's also Tokyo, depending on where you wish to go. There's Jakarta, I believe, at the moment, and there's Australia. So uh, these are quite close, well, they're relatively close to Hong Kong. And once you have your visa, you travel to Bulgaria. So you have to apply your PR in person? You have to apply for your PR in person. Um, once you obtain your PR permit, which is a document, you then at a later time need to also obtain a ID card, which shows you as being a permanent resident. And um, you have to collect the card in person. Indeed. And then the next time you arrive, of course, you can do so more often than that. But one other time you must be present, for most, in most cases, is when you apply for your citizenship. Although you can do so from an embassy as well. So for many, it's actually the next visit is perhaps going to be at the time when they are applying for their passport, which is quicker to be done in Bulgaria than it is uh, outside of Bulgaria for the first passport. The passport the investor get is the same as any ordinary yes, passport, right? Indeed. Um, there's no, um, let's say, comparing to British uh, system where you have British citizen and British national overseas and, and many other options. Bulgaria only has one type of passport and, and of course there are uh, no, there's no discrimination between different kinds of citizens. My friends told me that even you have a EU or say a Bulgarian passport, you make your as a EU citizen that you can live and work and study anywhere in the 20 EU countries. They require you to have uh, some registration process even though it's very simple before you can get a job. Is it that? Well, generally not. I think that isn't the case. What different countries have, and the majority of European countries have, not just for Bulgarians, but for any other European citizens, and for their own citizens, is a requirement that you should be registered with the local authorities if you're living there for more than three months. Oh. So um, that's as far as it goes. You are generally processed very quickly and efficiently. And that applies even if you're holding a UK passport and you go to Italy, for example, you will uh, be expected to do the same. So let's say if I, I have my Bulgarian uh, passport, okay, we talk about UK mm-hmm. being the Brexit. Uh, let's say if it remains in uh, the European Union or, or Ireland, if after I got my Bulgarian passport, And if I want to enroll my children to study you know, the local island or the British uh, schools, they would enjoy free education or all the social benefits? Uh, yes, so I mean, um, indeed, uh, they will. Uh, that's you know, something that you should, as a matter of right, 
as a European Union citizen, uh, you should be treated no differently to local citizens. So if local citizens are getting free school education, then you will get that as well. So if you go to the UK, there is free secondary education, and that's what the government provides, the local authorities provide. Of course, there is the independent schools, and, and those are not free. They're mm. not free to anyone. But for the free ones that the local authorities provide, yes, you can enroll in these, and, and indeed, that happens every day uh, when European citizens enroll their kids in those schools. And what about the uh, work rights in any of these EU countries and also the social benefits, as you said, that uh, you know, having an EU citizenship is the same as a local citizen. Yes. So the work rights and the social benefits, are they the same? They are. They are intended to be. And of course, if you look at the law reports, particularly in the 60s and 70s, when this idea first came around, you will see the European courts were handling a lot of cases where different member states were trying to restrict those rights or perhaps their local officials were not aware of those rights. But by now, 30, 40 years later, that is pretty much accepted and nobody will want to limit you in any way. I understand you have uh, you know, different clients of different countries. What attracts them to apply for the citizenship and maybe they also you know, stay here permanently? So what are the attractions for Bulgaria? I think in terms of the citizenship itself, I don't wish to be blinded by the fact that I'm a Bulgarian lawyer and originally from Bulgaria to say so, but uh, it seems to me that in terms of its cost versus benefit, it's probably the best program in the European Union. Of course, if your priority is getting a citizenship in six months, then maybe you should consider another place, not Bulgaria. But if you're looking for a balance between cost and advantages, particularly so, then you should certainly consider Bulgaria as your top choice. But if you are interested in actually living in Bulgaria, uh, we see a lot of clients who are not interested in Bulgarian citizenship, but are interested in, in living in Bulgaria and doing business here. And they come from a range of countries all over the world and they are attracted by the open economy, by the fact that it's a European Union member state. It is a relatively low tax environment as well, so the corporate and the personal income tax here is, is very low by European and international standards, it's only 10%. Mm. And then they are also attracted, in particular we have a lot of inquiries and clients from the IT uh, entrepreneurial sector, so um, Sofia, for example, but also other cities in Bulgaria, Plovdiv and Varna, have big technology sectors, software sectors, which are interesting to find opportunities in. And um, it, it is a relatively pleasant place, as I hope you will agree once you've uh, <laughs> seen it. And so it's, it's not a bad place uh, to live. The speed uh, of life is not very hectic, mm. um, but there are all the kind of simple and, and not so simple joys of, of modern life and technology. And it's only an hour from flight time from Sofia to Rome and Athens and less than an hour to Istanbul. It's an hour and a half to Central Europe, to Vienna, Prague, Budapest. It's uh, only two and a half to three hours to Paris and London. So it's actually uh, a good location. Okay. I was told that uh, the application process is very simple as compared to uh, countries like 
Australia and Canada. So what are the uh, documents and due diligence required when the applicant applies for the citizenship? Generally throughout the European Union there is a very high level of sensitivity when it comes to issues of um, money laundering and terrorist financing. And so uh, for that reason the process involves a lot of checks and the government, as much as other entities, must be sure as much as they can be about the source of one's funds. The process in Bulgaria involves a declaration of the source of funds by the investor and that declaration is the basis of checks and investigations. There are also criminal records checks that are required um, from all countries where you are a permanent resident or citizen. And so that provides the, the basis for further work by the Bulgarian authorities. That's what the process looks like. What is the process in time for the PR as well as the citizenship? In our experience, uh, PR can be obtained in approximately three months. And mm-hmm. citizenship takes between six and 12 months. Oh. So that's, you can generally make that application to around one year and three months from the beginning. Okay, I got you. So how about the health check? You must present a recent doctor's letter from a or a clinic letter from a recent medical check. That's uh, not a basis for you to be excluded if you have a condition. Frankly, I'm not entirely sure what's the, the policy reason behind this requirement. I think that it's a relic from a previous historical period when this kind of check was necessitated by the prevalence of infectious disease and it was difficult to treat infectious diseases so countries were making that kind of checks and similar I suppose to the quarantine checks at Hong Kong airport Um, but nowadays I think it's mostly a formality we have had clients who have had a medical history that was disclosed and that hasn't resulted in their being rejected so I don't expect that that would be the case and if it did uh, certainly from a discrimination point of view, we will be very interested in that. Okay, so at the stage of PR and the citizenship, the health and police check is required at both stages? Uh, yes. Okay. So, do you have anything to summarize our conversation? It's uh, interesting you mentioned. Uh, to summarize the conversation, I don't, but I think I, just by way of a brief extension, there's the question of, of Brexit. Um, and how does that interplay with having a European Union citizenship? It's difficult to be looking into the future uh, with any certainty. But if I were to look in a few years' time, even if Brexit happened, which is, frankly, I I hope that does not happen, um, even if it did, I would expect to see a situation not very different from what it is between the European Union and Switzerland, Uh, where uh, Swiss citizens can go and and live and work in the European Union and vice versa, European citizens work and live in Switzerland. At the moment, I forget the precise number, but it's above 10% of the Swiss population is made up of European Union citizens. So, let's say if a Hong Kong citizen, they want to retire in Switzerland. Mm -hmm. So, with the Bulgarian passport, they can do it? Yes. Oh, interesting. Okay. 
I also understand that uh, you are not just practicing uh, in Ukere as uh, a lawyer, but also in UK, right? That's right. <laughs> okay. So, okay, thanks very much for your interview. I look forward to working with you closely, uh, having our clients to get the Bulgarian citizenship. We're always very interested and very happy to work with clients from all over the world, but from Hong Kong, we always find ourselves enjoying working with Hong Kong clients. So I too hope that we'll have that opportunity. Okay, thank you.